we started the conversation with Big Head James Kelly. I interrupted the conversation because I have somebody more important to talk to. If I can double back and finish that conversation, I will. By that I mean, we are joined right now by the head basketball coach at Oklahoma. Doing a bang-up job there. He's in his third season. He was previously the head coach at Arkansas Little Rock, Illinois State, and of course, Loyola of Chicago, where he led the Ramblers to the Final Four in 2018. The Sooners are 9-0. and They're ranked 11th in this week's AP poll. They're going to take on the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay tomorrow. We are joined by their head coach, Porter Mosier. Porter, it is great to have you back on the show. How are things? Tim, good to be on, my friend. Good to hear from you. Porter, it is great to hear from you, and your team is playing great ball right now. You know, I guess I could say, Porter, that the team is one of the bigger surprises in the nation. I guess I could say that. But, of course, you know this group better than anybody else. Are you at all surprised by what the team has accomplished so far this year? I tell you, Jim, what, this summer, you know, we started really, you know, through the transfer portal, you got to come together, like, so early. And what I'm surprised is, is on how – um, selfless some of the guys are because in this day and age with the transfer portal with NIL, the circle of voices in kids' ears that to get these guys to believe in what we're doing and play together, I think we're really playing together. We play hard. And uh, so I think that's been the biggest uh, joy of this transfer portal era that we were really, you know, intentional with the kind of guys we recruited that fit what we were trying to do. We were trying to get more athletic. We were trying to get longer and do things defensively like I was doing at Loyola. And uh, that's what this group has done is they, from the summer on, they've just been selfless coming together as a team. See, Porter, I, I don't want to be redundant. I think that is so important what you just said because I was going to say it seems to me that obviously the landscape is changing dramatically. You've got player movement. You've got the portal. But it seems to me also that if a coach is going to come in and put their stamp on a program, put their imprint on a program, establish a standard and a culture, these things take time, but it's hard to do with that turnover. So how do you do that as a staff? Clearly, you want to bring in a certain type of player that's going to buy in. But how have you done that? Well, I think my first year, Jim, I got here and there was, there was two players on the roster. So I had to build a roster in the midst of trying to hire a staff, do all the things you do. And I thought we'd put together a roster. I thought we were right there. We were the lowest net team not to get in. And I just think now that we've, we've, we've retained three guys. I think retention is like a huge thing. nowadays. So we started two freshmen last year. We invested in them, Milo Suzan and Otega Uwe, and they stayed and they stayed. And, uh, we, they got better, and they're two of our better players, Sam Godwin. And then we filled in pieces in the portal, so I thought we were really intentional of building what fits you rather than just trying to get a roster together like it was, I think, right when I got the job. Porter Mosier joining us. I'm glad you brought up Uwe. He got all sorts of run for his game-winning putback in the final seconds of that win over USC. Like, this dude came out of the clouds to finish. How much does the team feed off of his athleticism and his ability to finish around the rim? So much. And they're seeing his improvement. Um, he's made a huge strides in every aspect of his game. And that's another great lesson because he was a freshman, an ESPN top 75 uh, recruit, and he didn't have the instant gratification. You know, he came in here and he wasn't playing a lot. And talking him through it, talking him through it, having him stick with it, because so many guys nowadays just throw the, red, the white flag up and say, I'm transferring if I don't play. And he stuck with it, stuck with it. By the seventh, uh, seven games remaining, he earned a starting spot. And that fact right there, that he earned it, he fought 
had a struggle, overcame it. I'm telling him for the rest of his life that's going to be a big factor. But then it carried over in the offseason. He stayed. He believed in the, what we were doing. And he just has made. And the rest of the guys, Jim, they, they see his improvement. He's getting his athleticism into the game. Some dudes are athletic, but they don't run the court hard. Or they don't crash the glass hard. Or they don't, defend, they don't get their athleticism into the game. Otega, whose brother is a starting linebacker for the Ravens, super athletic, and he gets his athleticism into the game. Porter Mosier is joining us. You know, you mentioned that it's the first sign of adversity. Guys will often just wave the white flag and say, hey, peace out. I'm going to hit the portal. You know, it makes me think. I had a conversation, Porter, with Kelvin Sampson a few days back. And when you think about Kelvin, of course, he was at OU, too. When you think about Kelvin, he is the oldest of the old school. He is demanding. Like, he loves his guys. He cares about his guys. But he's going to push his guys, and he's he's going to hold them accountable. And to me, it seems like in this day and age, when guys can run to the portal, it is so unusual. How much respect do you have for somebody like Kelvin, who does coach them that hard, but loves them, but knows that, hey, they can go, but we have a standard here, and we will adhere to that standard? It's, it's so – I love Kelvin. Kelvin was at Oklahoma when I got into the profession at Texas A&M. And he holds them accountable. He loves them hard. He coaches them hard. He reminds me of uh, one of my mentors, Rick Majerus. You know, it's funny because the, the, the players that fought through and were tough love him, and he would do anything for them. And I just think that this day and age kids got to understand, man, accountability is a form of love. And guys like Coach Sampson, I mean, guys that I came up in the profession, you admire that so hard that, that they hold you accountable. But this day and age, you've you got to love them hard, too. And uh, I just think you've got to have that balance. And Coach Sampson's the best at it, man. He just, he's, he's a ball coach. And he just absolutely coaches them hard, loves them hard, and he's, he's a great ball coach on top of that. I love that. Accountability is a form of love. Porter, you mentioned Rick Majerus. I've done this a long, long time. Rick used to come on this program back in the day a long time long time ago, and I, I think as time goes on, people tend to forget. You mentioned that he was one of your mentors. How would you describe Rick Majerus, and then what did he mean to you personally and professionally? You know, uh, personally and professionally, he was so good to my wife uh, and my, my kids. Um, he's not what people thought, man. I, you know, when I went to work for him, everyone was like, man, Porter, you got to watch out, man. You're going to be working all hours of the night. And I'm like, I wasn't scared of the work. I was used to that. It was, you know, he was a guy that the attention to detail of teaching. He was a teacher first. He, my love of practice comes from him. He, he loved practice way more than games. He loved the teaching, the attention to detail, and he was a master at it. And to sit in, sit in um, you know, a ballroom or a, or a coach's war room and to see his mind turn about like, hey, how are we going to stop the other team? What are the three things we got to do to stop the opponent? To, to watch Rick talk through that process was such a huge impact on my life just to, to see how his mind worked on stopping the other team and um, just a huge impact on my basketball world and my personal world. He was, he was gone way too early. I appreciate that. Porter Mosier joining me for a few more moments. I want to ask you about one more guy. We talked about Oway. What about his running mate, Javian McCollum? He's having a breakout season this year. It's his first year at OU. He transferred from Siena. How has he been able to make such a strong impact so quickly coming from a mid-major to your program? So, Jim, one of the things we set out in the portal is this, man, we needed speed and speed. Like, we, were, we weren't athletic. And, like, man, we're, we're playing the best conference in the country. We had the second-hardest schedule. We needed some speed. But I also didn't want to give up shooting. I, I love skilled guys. I love being able to, to, to combine that. And we set out to get him, and I tell you, those translate. 
his speed and shooting translates whatever level. And, uh, and that's, and then his heart, like he really wants to get better. He practices hard every rep, every practice. He's, he's skinny weight wise, but he's a wiry strong. You know, I always ask the question, Rick used to ask me that in recruiting, is he weak or is he, He'll use another word besides soft. So use a word I can't really say on the show. Right. <laughs> is, he, is he weak or is he uh, um, soft? And Javion, he's neither. He's just skinny. He's a wiry strong. He battles. But his speed has added a dynamic to our team. He, can, he has three-level scoring. He can get to the rim, mid-range, and three. But he's been a great addition uh, to what we're trying to do. Hey, Porter, you mentioned that you're in the toughest conference in America. That's not just a figure of speech. I mean, th- this to me is crazy. I understand that preseason polls mean nothing. I think that preseason coaches' polls mean a little more than the media polls because your peers should know. But you're ranked 11th nationally, but the preseason coaches' poll had you 12th. In the conference, in the conference. <laughs> I, know. I, I know that you know these things don't mean anything whatsoever, but it's the coaches, it's your peers. What was your reaction, and then what did you express to your team about that? I, I didn't have a negative reaction uh, because it, it is what it is. Like, the, the, there's so many good teams in the Big 12, and it's just, it's just crazy. And um, I think the Big 12 did a great job in the portal. I mean, they're, and uh, it's so well coached. It's such a physical league. But you look how we're doing. I mean, last year, we had like 26 quad one and two games. That's like crazy. Like every game on – I still have like 15 or 18 games against top 25 teams. It's, it's crazy of, of, of the gauntlet the Big 12 is. I mean, our new additions of BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati are all right there. And the two of them are in the top ten. And uh, then you got Kansas, Baylor, Texas, Iowa State. It doesn't stop. And I think, uh, you know, so it didn't really bother me. We just kind of talk amongst our, our own locker room like, man, we got to take care of what we're, we got to do. That's it. We can't worry about that stuff. We got to get better. And uh, that was kind of our approach. I got you. So one last thought. And what you're talking about is controlling the controllables. I get that. I understand that you got to be where your feet are. Look, I can throw you every cliche in the book, and then you can throw them back at me. But the fact of the matter is, you're going to head to the SEC. I'm curious how much buzz is already building. I know that this is a little farther down the road, but the Sooners football program schedule, or the football schedule got released, and there was a whole lot of buzz. How much buzz are you feeling even though it's not right here and now, but it's not that far off. Yeah, I don't, I'm not feeling the buzz with the basketball season because we're in it right now, but, uh, but there's a huge buzz I mean, with, with the football schedule just coming out and uh, what SEC football has done and what our program's doing. We're so excited about the direction of, of, of where we're going with Coach Venables and everything. And, but I tell you, Jim, there, it's, it is, it is an exciting. It, it's, you got to use the cliche. You got to focus where your feet are. But uh, especially with that schedule just getting released, you start looking at it, you're going, Alabama, Tennessee, it's, just, it's a gauntlet, uh, that SEC football schedule, as is basketball. But uh, I think you're seeing that more right now with, that, with football because it just got released. Porter, leave me with this thought. Your energy still is just off the charts. Your passion is off the charts. Your optimism, everything, all the right stuff, all the right stuff. Is it a mindset that you have created? Were you always like that? Because we're all chasing this, right? You don't want to be consumed by stress and pressure. You want to be at your very best every single day. What is your approach? You know what? I, I don't want to throw cliches or quotes, but we all got something that's kind of been a mantra for you. And I've been that way. I was blessed with two great parents. My mom was such a positive person. So I was blessed with that. But I, she always had that quote, like, it's how you think is how you feel. 
how you feel is how you act and how you act defines you. And it starts with how you think. And it's like right now, it's so easy to bitch about all the negatives that are going on, with, especially with like what happened the last couple of days with the transfers and the NIL and the portal. But my mindset is I'm luckier in hell. I get to coach at the University of Oklahoma. I got great dudes. We get to coach this at a high level, get compensated highly for it. And it's just a mindset. And I just think that's where my energy's always come from, from my mom and my dad. And then that, that thought process of, man, it starts how you think. And uh, so blessed with that, that I had parents like that. I'm so glad you shared that, Porter. You are a dude. You are still a dude. You're one of the best dudes. I appreciate I you. I feel the it same is about so- you, Jim. I feel the same about you, my friend. Man, it's so great to get caught up, Porter. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Let's be sure we do it again before the end of the year. Sounds great, Jim. Happy holidays, my friend. You too. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Love him. Love him. You know, it's kind of funny. I said to James Kelly during the break, I'm like, I I know it's a little bit different, dude, but you won't take any offense that I'm going to talk to Porter instead of you and finishing the segment. And James Kelly said to me, you know what, dude, honestly, he's one of those guys that I got a man crush on. I'm like, I know. I know. So add... And we'll pick this up. James Kelly and I, we'll finish our thoughts. But Porter is one of the five people that James Kelly likes. And how do you not love him? Love the energy. And he's doing a great job. And if you follow these things closely, you knew he would. You knew he'd get to OU. You knew he'd do his thing. He'd get his players. He'd get his system in place. He'd have that energy. And they are 9-0 and and ranked 11th. And if anybody had a reason to say, Hey, man, tell me how my ass tastes. My own peers picked me 12th in my own conference, and we're 11th national. He's like, no. No, it's a really deep, tough conference that crushed in the portal.